This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, he is back. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. It was a horrible week to miss. Do you want to tell the audience... Why you decided to bail on our award-nominated show? Um, I knew I, there was a really, really clear reason why I wanted to miss, because Harmony Spirits was here, <laughs> and I knew that if I saw what they brought me, I would maybe never let them go, right? I would I would hold those guys tight to my breast All right. and just say, I love you, boys. I, I felt so bad because um, the sales team called me and said, hey, you know, we're going to have Harmony come in. I, are you going to be there? And I'm like, Absolutely. And then I felt like total crap. Right. I just couldn't make it. So uh, I have something for you. Oh, you do? But before that, since you mentioned Harmony, we might as well uh, mention this right away. Uh, I got a follow-up email from our buddy Benjamin, who is the fine producer of Masters Maples Pure Bourbon Barrel Aged Maple Mm, Syrup. That sounds good. Hey, Chris, it was wonderful that you interviewed the guys from Harmony Spirits last week on the Weekly Scramble podcast. I also know from personal experience that they are easy to talk to. I am not sure they took enough credit for the Bourbon Barrel Aged aged maple syrup last week. While I do play a big role with the syrup, I would not be able to achieve that unique flavor without the talents that they have displayed in their craft as a grain-to-glass distillery. Yes, it is true that it was ultimately Garage Logic that brought us together. It is still their professionalism and expertise in distilling spirits that allows me to even come close to the flavor that so many of you have enjoyed. I look forward to continuing my partnership with Harmony Spirits and supporting what they do. Um, Reavers, I also wanted to confirm, as you alluded to last week, Yes, the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup is an amazing substitute for simple syrup in any beverage of choice, Mm. like an old fashioned, what have you. Uh, I have had lots of input from others that it is absolutely phenomenal for an old fashioned. There might even be a fictitious mayor that should give it a try. (laughs) Please continue to support Harmony Spirit so that they can continue excelling at their craft. So, without any further ado, Benjamin wrote that. That's our buddy Benjamin. Well, he writes a great letter, and I'm I'm glad that we've gotten to know him. He uh, sounds intelligent virtually via email. Yeah. So. Here's this is for you. Oh, let me see. I want you to check this out. Oh, how bad that is. is a, so I'm I am not kidding when I say my kids now are devouring this maple syrup on a daily basis with their breakfast because it's either waffles or French toast sticks or whatever the case might be. Look at me, Michael. Yeah. Your girls in your house, are they are they breakfast people? Are they maple syrup people? Because if they're not, uh, they're about to become. My kids are not appreciating people. <laughs> they, they, I was going to call them pricks, but I, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> My kids are great kids. They, they, this will be more of a thing for me. Okay. So you see you're sweet and you're concerned with the happiness of your children. Right. I'm like, ah, this looks like a gift for Mike. <laughs> well, this is oh, that, a gift that, for oh, Mike. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't know that. that so was... they came bearing gifts and it's difficult to talk. Oh my God. Microphone. Look at this. So uh, you got yourself your own personal oh. bottle of Harmony Spirits gin in that particular uh, gift set and a Mike Fratelloni future, probably for next season, golf shirt. Well, look at that. How great does that Isn't look? Isn't that a sweet? Wow, have a nice quarter zip with Harmony Spirits on it. I know that I am I a little this. bit biased because of our partnership and relationship oh. with Harmony Spirits. I'm not kidding. They make phenomenal apparel. 
Phenomenal really? apparel. Well, I, you have some other oh, I Harmony have, stuff. I yeah. have four different quarter zip because quarter yeah. zip is my shirt. Yes. Look at I'm wearing yeah, my Tory Pines one right yep, now. Yep. Um, have I mentioned my time yeah, golfing yeah, at Tory yeah. Pines? Where you brought your bag of balls and a Ziploc bag? The mayor looked at me today and said, you got to wear your Tory Pines shirt today. I said, can I tell you about turn five on yeah. a number? He called me some choice words sure, off the year. Sure. But anyway, but no, Harmony makes phenomenal apparel. They're, they're, and that's an Under Armour golf shirt with sure. the Harmony brand logo First and on foremost, it. though, Let's talk about the, the Harmony gin. Spirits, the gin. Yeah. Right? Handcrafted in Harmony. Because you're a gin guy. I am a gin guy. Yeah. Right? Oh, I did, what great packaging. Good looking. You know, it's hard to, I can't just open this up and drink it. No, probably not. Right? Although if I put a dollop of the syrup <gasps> on there. I could just do that. Is it just straight gin and tonic? What are you normally? um, You know, I've switched to gin soda because I'm trying to be fit. Ah. And tonic is like drinking a soda. Like tonic is like drinking a soda pop. Right. And soda is like drinking soda water. Right. Right. So I've switched to gin sodas. And I'm going to tell you, I can kind of have them nonstop. (laughs) What I mean by that is they just don't, they don't hit you hard. Right? I feel you. I you know, do. so it's funny because whenever I see people have shots, like I was at this bar. Have you ever been to Baltimore in Baltimore in Roseville? Probably not. It's the other Baltimore side of town. Ro- no, it's, I don't it's think a, I have. It's a great steak place. The guy who runs it, his name is Mike. Super, he's a big friend of Bartley Bloom's oh, at okay, Ben Stiller. Sure. And and Mike um, runs this beautiful restaurant called Baltimore, and it's in the parking lot of Rosedale Center. Rosedale's my area, right? Yep, Rosedale's yep. the mall I want to live at for a month as a promotional yep. thing around Christmas. You know, you know the whole story because I love Rosedale Center. But um, they do a old fashioned there on Sundays for happy hour, and it's so I I don't know if I really understood how delicious old fashions are. Sure, but I was there the other day, and a guy sits down Sunday morning, and he has two shots right off the bat, and I was like, huh, that's a lot of shots to have Sunday morning, right? Because Sunday morning should be more of a you know, maybe a fuzzy navel. A What's another Mary. good Bloody Mary screwdriver? Yep, yep. What do they call it? A screwdriver when you put a little. That's called a screw up. A screw up when, when they put, put a little, little seven, seven up. up or sear mist or whatever. Those you got. are the things. Yep. I have an old fashioned because I'm I, again. I just have one because you're I'm, a classy lady. Because I'm a classy person, <laughs> and boy, I haven't had an old fashioned like the old fashions at Baltimore in a long time. And they do that ice cube that's the size of the earth. You know, they put it in there and it's perfectly round. Wow. Actually, I think they're kind of square, but you know sure. what I mean. I, I know. I can't, Exactly I don't know if you're with round or square. I don't know. Right. But but boy, now next time I'm going to go in there, I'm going to ask, can I have my drink made with Harmony Spirits? Ooh. Because that's go. what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Walk right? into your uh, establishment, ask for the Harmony brand by name. That's how we're going to continue to grow these guys. Thank you, Harmony people. So the old-fashioned in general, I have other topics mm-hmm. I want to get to, but the old-fashioned in and of itself is a work of art because... You know, it's hard to screw up a vodka cranberry. Sure. Right? And this is from this side of the glass, yeah. right? This side of the counter. In old fashioned, you can you can mess it up because if you've got to know your crowd. You know, if you if your old fashioned customer comes up and says, Well, I need, you know, I, I need a little bit more rough or oh, a little bit sharper or okay. or or a, a, with a bit more sweetness to it, it's 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 a delicate topic. And I my buddy Mike, who I used to bartend with all the time, was he and I were perfect working together, and I'll tell you why. He was the guy that would spend two to three minutes making you the best handcrafted cocktail mm-hmm. with a with an orange twist, sure. with a little kiss, yep, yep. and present it to you in such an extravagant style. And I was, I'm going to make you four drinks 
in 28 seconds (laughs) and it's going to be awesome. And they're going to be kind of okay. Yeah. And you're going to order four more in another 15 minutes. Exactly. So that's why he and I worked perfectly together. That's the kind of bartender I would be. I am such (laughs) a a hole, Reverse. You might even ask, how much of an a hole am I? How much of an a hole are you? That when I was a kid, and you know how come people come in and order a a vodka cranberry? Sure. I would order Cape Cotters. Oh. Right? Because. I needed to sound special like I was from Cape Cod, yet I've never, I couldn't even point Cape Cod out in a map. But so when I was 21, I would go to bars and order Cape Codders. And they'd say, oh, what's that? And I'd be like, a vodka cranberry, but with a lime. And they'd be like, I'm going to just spit in right, this, right. you worthless little turd of a man. And that was me. And that was me. Just so you know, if you're ordering a drink with any type of fruit in it, mm-hmm. fighting chance, that fruit has been sitting around for a bit. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I used Unless to, you're seeing the bartender actually cut cutting it in front of you. I would. Uh, I, I had a really good friend who owned a bunch of restaurants and bars. This person still does. Mm-hmm. And every time we would go out to have a drink and they'd put fruit in her drink, she'd say, ah, I said no fruit. And she'd send the drink back. I'd say, well, why don't you pull it out? And she goes, you don't get it. Restaurants don't wash the exteriors of their fruit. No. They, they don't you know, sit down and say, hey, all those lemons, go wash all those lemons. Nope. Her restaurants did. And still do, right? right? Because she's super Unless specific you're the about one that actually, stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know and, exactly but she what would, she means. Any other bar that we would ever go to would be like, nope, take that out of my, you know, I'm not getting that drink. Right. I said no fruit. I, I was like, ugh. And then, you know, I'd get it and I'd put the, like, the lemon in my mouth and make it look like my teeth. And she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't care. I'm a cockroach. I don't care what was on that thing. Right. A little bit of bola. I got it. So that ain't going to hurt me. I was going to bring this up last week, but obviously you were not here. Mm-hmm. I think it's still going on, but I'm curious to get your um, your remarks on are, this. Are you going to talk the Israeli-Palestine conflict? But yes, it is still going on. No. No, okay. I, I wasn't going to go there I on didn't this know if you show. didn't know. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he meant to send this to us. It's coming to us from John. The subject line reads, Corn Night. Corn Night. A few years ago, a friend of ours was over around Halloween, and she began talking to us about... Corn Night Hmm. in Red Wing, Minnesota. Apparently, it was a tradition down there at least into the 1980s and maybe still for kids to hit the streets the night of October 30th and cause innocent mayhem. Mm. The main activity was having a bag of corn kernels and tossing them at houses. Oh! The cops would stop and check to make sure the bags didn't have rocks, marbles, or anything that (laughs) would break windows in them. She told of getting stopped by the police, who were just as having fun as well, and they put her group of buddies in the back of the dog catcher's van and drove them around for a few minutes before eventually just letting them oh, out again. Fun. It sounds like a bit of Americana that's probably been lost, but certainly needs to be remembered. If it seems like a worthwhile topic for the show, let me know and I could put you in touch with her and her brother for more details or just put out the word on the show and I'll bet you'll get plenty of feedback about it. I have never heard of this, but I love every second of it. It does sound fun. The person who wrote that must be a little older. They must be. They may not be, but you know why they? I, I think it's a little older because they said they searched the bags for rocks and what else? Marbles. Marbles. Oh yeah. What marbles kid? are still a thing? Uh, no way. Yes. Marbles are a thing because for a my, kid. Oh yeah, my eight-year-old has two different games involving marbles, and here's why I know this: because once a week I hear the 
And then the roll down if my... If I would have handed my girls a bag of marbles as a gift, <laughs> you know what? The, I'd be institutionalized right now. <laughs> Probably. They would, they would take away my ability to use my own money. Because they'd say, why would you think we would want a thing of marbles? Uh, well, may, and maybe it's just my weird kid, but I know he, Probably. he's got a couple of games that involve marbles. Really? Like, yeah. uh, okay. All right. Like uh, Mousetrap. I think it so had a marble there. Well, not to... But maybe it's a boy thing. Or, I don't know. Or uh, Chinese checkers, I think, used marbles. Yeah. That's one of the games. Okay. We have Chinese go. checkers. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the other one was. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's I, the one where you take the marble and you have to put it in the next little um, uh, cutout of the board. Yes. And then you spin the dice and then you... No? Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but that that does sound fun. Um, When you st- started that whole story, <laughs> I was really super excited because I misheard you. I did not hear you say corn night. I thought you said there's another thing that rhymes with corn. I was like... I might I'm be in this one. In Red Wing? My, That's like, not that far my away. My wife and I will drive down to Red Wing for that. <laughs> Which, by the way, this yeah. time of the year, do the Red Wing drive down to down to Winona, mm-hmm. do some serious leaf peeping. I'm going to tell you, I can see why my wife dislikes me. Because <laughs> I make jokes like that. Yeah. If she, if I ever said to her, would you like to watch some corn with me? <laughs> she would slap me across the face. But you know what, though? Okay, quick aside before yeah. I get to the next yeah. email. This is such an underrated, cool part of rural Minnesota this yeah, time of the year. Yeah. I'll, I'm fine outing myself. That's fine. You sure. send all the all the mail you want. I don't care. To me, in fact, I'm going to do it today. There is nothing better than getting in the car this time of the year. Driving although we're, we're although <clears throat> we're getting towards the really tail end of it. But we're here, perfect here. You can but drive around driving Saint Paul. T- around sunset with mm-hmm. the combines going, and you can see the lights. You can see the oh. sunset in the back. There's nothing. I will slow down to 38 and a 55 just to make the drive last you, a little you bit are longer. A country boy, I just I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. so. It's just so us. Okay. It, it it does make you feel like I, I went to lunch breakfast the other night. Excuse me, the other morning with my parents. Okay. And my dad is, my dad's in his 80s, yep. right? Early 80s. And he's been a businessman and was busy all the way. You know, he basically retired when he was 80, mm-hmm. like 79, 80 years old. When we sold our company, he retired. And subsequently, he watches a lot of the news and he gets kind of like mired in discontent because he's hearing all the stuff. Sure. And I said, Dad, if you just didn't look at the news, and you just looked at your beautiful home and looked at the beautiful trees and played on your beautiful golf courses and, and did all that, life would be pretty damn good for you. Yep. What does it matter of what's happening in the news to you, right? Let's say in 10 years, Greta Thunberg is right and, you know, the earth is going to be gone. We evaporate. We all evaporate. You know, 10 years, you're going to be 90, right? You hopefully, had a oh, run. Oh, you had a good run. You know, hopefully you're still kicking and things are going great. But, you know, if if not, doesn't matter. You know, you don't really have to worry about that. I It, it just, it's all what, we ex, what we're forcing ourselves to look at. And you said it the best. You know, you being part of the Garage Logic podcast, you have to be up on current yep. events, right? Yep. You have no choice. And you've said this multiple times that if you didn't do, if you weren't the uh, producer of that show, you'd say, I'm not looking at the news anymore. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna remain happy and dim witted. Right? I would I would basically take the role that my wife takes, where mm. she well, I guess I couldn't go that far because what she does is she just looks at me and says, Tell me what I kind of need to know. Sure. If if I need to know if something. There's, yeah, what do I need to know about but this? But I would probably take the role of I'll stay informed enough. Yeah, enough. Not to yeah. the extent I have to now because yeah. of my role on the show, but I would I would just do enough. Yes. That yeah. that, that would be enough. my role. Did you guys talk about the new Greta Thunberg video where she's talking about war going? Vaguely. She I mean she Vaguely. has a video. It's it's gotten to the point though, Mike, 
where with our show, at least for me anyway, we, we just kind of feel bad because she's being used as a pawn. Well, yeah, but she's no longer 15, right? She's Still. an adult person. What what I don't get is I thought it was a comedy act. I mean, it, it's not, she's, right. and if you're not familiar with this video, she's talking to someone at uh, uh, some panel about the earth and war, how we need to make tanks with batteries. Right. Uh, you know, so they don't, the environmental impact of killing people is lowered. I'm like, are, is, I, th- I thought she was joking. What I thought planet, it was an SNL bit. What planet are you living yeah, in? We need to make jets that they'll be quieter and more sustainable. And I'm like, you're talking about killing people right. a- in war. It's just. Yet you're worried about the environmental impacts that yep. it, it, it's so strange. I've heard a couple of strange things. I, I heard that story and then I'm going to, I am going to talk about Hamas just once. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a, a video, an audio of uh, a member of Hamas um, calling his parents, telling him, telling his, his parents that he's killed 10 Jews with his bare hands. Okay. And he's saying, get dad on the phone, get dad on the, he'll be so proud of me. Oh God. The way he's talking about it reverse. It's like he won a baseball game. It's like he yeah. won the big game. Wow. And he's like, go get my phone. Go. I have it all up in WhatsApp. Go look. It's, and it, it, it almost makes you think that person is so mentally gone. Warped. Yep. That you have some weird compassion for them because they're like, oh my god, he doesn't understand what he just did. Right. Or, he he's, or, or he's he's gotten his brain has gotten himself to the point where he's justifying. He's he's so because, yeah. wrongheaded. Yep. He just murdered ten people, and all he wants to do is tell his papa because he wants validation. He wants to say, Dad, look, yeah. you'd be so proud of me. Oh, you can't believe what I just did. That's awful. And his parents were saying, When are you going to get home? Because they had a moment of lightness in them, like, Oh, you're going to die because of this. Right. Right. When are you going to get home? And he's like, Why would I get home if I go to Allah? I mean, he. It's like he wanted to be martyred. I'm like, What is going on? Yeah. What is going on in this world? And that's why it's you can't. It's so shocking you to hear that. Yeah. You just you simply can't relate to that that line of thinking. There's there's nothing in a Western society that we do. That that creates that kind of. I, I I don't even know what it is. It's a, it's an illness. Mm-hmm. It's an illness, and I'm not saying that any human is ill. I'm saying that no, morality, it's, it's, that it's, culture no, is ill. No, it's fair to say that right? there's there's illness. Yeah, there's, but I, but I okay. Let me let me restate this. I don't think anyone starts bad. I don't think oh, a, yeah, a baby right, starts right, bad. Right. I think it's this is not nature. This, this is has nurture. been ingrained to them from the time that they could. They could. How walk. sad. Right. How no, incredibly sad. And I, I just, if you, I found this on X or Twitter, and listening to it, it's like, what? That cannot be real. Right. That cannot be real. That that is a human person talking about being so that yep. all they wanted to do is get their daddy's approval of what they did and how how their dad's going to be so proud of them because they've never Ugh. done anything in their life. Good oh, lord, Reavers, it was just so sad. Sorry to bring that whole thing down, but I know you have a, probably a good email about That's fart okay. jokes. It Do you have happens. any good fart jokes? Uh, I don't, okay. but how about, let's see, let's go to this email. Did you like that gopher win, by the way? We haven't talked about that gopher win. <laughs> it was fine. The worst I had ever. the I had the pleasure of listening to the radio call. Oh, you did? And the range of emotions with our buddy Mike Grimm. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, was, it was shocking. I had te- I, I tweeted out Fire Fleck. Right? I just tweeted that. I did. Because I, um, on second and eight or whatever, and you decide to throw a pass on your own nine-yard line instead of milk another minute off the clock and make them take a timeout. Which was surprising because that's typically what PJ likes to do anyway. It, but it is so shockingly not right. Right. 
ill ill thought out, right? And he's not a dope. Right. He has to know how to coach football better than the standard four year old. Right. He's got to be better than a four year old. Right. So I saw that and I thought, and then I I I we won the game. You know, we did. Uh, spoiler alert, we won the game. Yeah. And then I took my girls and I said, girls, here's a master class of what not to do. Here's a master <laughs> class of us screwing another team, right? And they looked at me and they said, why do you care so much? And I said, how could you not care? We have a guy, highest played public employee in the Minnesota, state of Minnesota. Yep. And he throws a pass on second down and eight so Some we can stop the clock. Some questionable judgment. <laughs> What's he doing? Okay, this, sorry. This, that's okay. No, no, no. Thank that's you for okay. letting You've me. You got back. two weeks of 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 Mike to get out. In this I know. One I needed. I was saving this. Uh, this email comes to us from Todd. Hey, Todd. Subject line: Las Vegas T-shirt. Reavers, you and Mike spoke about Las Vegas T-shirts, and I remembered when I was there in the mid '80s and saw a T-shirt that I didn't buy, but its message has always stayed with me. Hmm. You ready? Yes. When I drink, I get drunk. When I get drunk, I fall down. When I fall down, I go to sleep. When I go to sleep, I commit no sin. When I commit no sin, I go to heaven. So let's all get drunk and go to heaven. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Thank you. I, There's got to be ways to you, do it. You had talked about a T-shirt that you didn't buy that was like what two hundred dollars? I think it was one hundred four dollars. And I just I had just lost a hundred dollars gambling in five minutes. And you thought, and I why didn't? Why the was, hell didn't I just buy that? It was damn one of those uh, you know those addiction T-shirts. Remember yes. those shirts that kind of have like if your muscles, if you're an affliction. extra large affliction, affliction. If you're an extra large shirt wearer, but you wear a medium because you want your pectoral muscles to show off. Yes, and you want to wear a hundred dollar shirt. It was that kind of shirt. And I'm not an extra large guy. I would have looked like a wiener wearing that shirt, <laughs> but it would have been a better shirt than throwing my money into uh, throwing it away at a, a slot machine. The uh, the one news story I wanted to make sure we've, we definitely got to right away. Are you familiar with Joseph Emerson? Joey E. No. I doubt that you will be. Well, it's being revealed now the criminal complaint against Joseph Emerson. It's been now posted online and the details of the sequence of events during his Sunday attempt from the jump seat, this is an off-duty airline pilot Okay, who attempted to pull the fire handles on a Horizon Air flight. He had been awake for 40 hours straight and taken shrooms, and he was also oh, having some personal yes. issues in yep. his life, yep. <laughs> to the point where he's being charged now with like 89 counts of attempted murder. Sure. And, but he was an off-duty pilot yes. and tried doing this. And I'm thinking, how would I have handled watching somebody try to pull open the the fire alarm on an on an on an on a flight the fire door yeah right. basically yeah. and i thought man you you never want to say well what would i do in that situation cuz you just don't ever want to be in that situation no but i thought well i'd like to think i jump from whatever seat i was sure. in see this is why exactly why i drive on my on because on, you don't on want my vacations uh, Joseph, I don't have to deal with this guy. What, what's his name yeah. to, um so 40 hours is not that long to be up by the way that's missing one night of sleep Get over yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so so you missed one night. We've all missed one night of sleep. I basically missed one night of sleep last night. Okay. Right? So 40 hours is not that big deal. Big boy, get over it. Right? right. So now I'm willing to send him to jail. Shrooms are illegal. Willing to send him to jail. Right? My one thing that I think is happening, Reavers, is. 
I don't know, since 9-11, I don't know what exactly it is, but that group think issue, like, okay, uh, you, me, and 20 guys are standing around, and we see a guy come up, grab a girl's purse, and run away. Sure. What I do is I look at you, and I say, well, Reavers is bigger than me. He should go tackle that guy, <laughs> right. right? But if I think society's changing where we it collectively say, well, why don't all 20 of us go over there and just kick that guy's ass? Right. Right? All 20 of us do it. And I think we have to do it. So when we're in a train and one guy is bugging 30 people, 30 people need to collectively say, hey, we're going to kick this guy's butt. All 30 of us are going to do this to this guy. Yes. No more, um, okay, wait, does one guy know, know, know jujitsu? Right? We, we can't do that anymore. We all have to say, hey, 60 hands beats up one, one two-handed guy. No matter what, mm-hmm. right? I don't care if you're 60 grandmas, you could probably do it, right? Or 30 grandmas with sure. two hands apiece. Yep. So I think collectively as, I'm not saying vengeance, I'm not saying um, <laughs> r- mob rule, but I'm saying when you get on the train and you bring a five gallon bucket and you play music on your five, like bang your five gallon bucket because you think everybody on the train wants to hear your trash uh, uh, percussion five gallon bucket music, the 30 of us should stand up Break the sticks, throw the bucket at the next stop, and say, if you ever get on here again like that, we're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> That's the line of thinking I have, too, with the people that want to have uh, loud. I don't want to hear your phone conversation. Yeah, it's not. It, you know, take it off speaker. Yep, take it off if speaker. You, if you, if you want to have a, okay, fine, put your ear, but whatever. Yep. I don't need to hear. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to close the deal here because uh, you're only doing that. Because you want everybody to look at you. Yeah. That's and the only reason you're doing that. You should sit next to those that. people and say, your herpes test is positive. <laughs> right? Just so, so, absolute things like that. Right? Oh, th- those are warts that you have there, honey. You those are warts. cleared up, did yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, you know, it, it, I, I would just do stuff like that because something has to happen where the common sense garage logicians yep. have to say, we're not doing this anymore. The people that are running out into the middle of the road and jumping on cars... And then nope. um, the guy in the car, you know, I'm going to tell you, if I had my children in the car and a mob of people ran and jumped on top of my car and I had my children in the car, there's going to be however many rolled over people that were in my path. Well, that's right? why I had such an issue with what happened on, was it Hennepin? Uh, right by the Guthrie Theater on mm-hmm. Sunday when we had the pro-Palestine yep. uh, protests. And here they are, they, they corner some poor, helpless 80-year-old guy. Yep. Well, first of all, you're in a street. You're in a street. This just in. And that's the place where the cars are supposed to go. Oh, wait, say that again. Not, not, not people okay. protesting. Cars should be on the street. For a terrorist organization. Okay. That, that's, right. no, no, that's not where okay. you're supposed no. to be. But yet this, this sympathetic cause of, of, and I'm seeing the outpouring of so many bleeding hearts in the media in this town saying, well, they just, no, this poor guy had no, and that's why the early... Um, the early, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Narrative of this story mm. was this guy slammed. No, he didn't slam it. Th- these people cornered him in his sure. vehicle. Yep. And that's why this guy had no idea what to do because he's an old guy just yeah. trying to probably what? Get home from wherever he was going. He's not trying to be the one to cause any violence, but he freaked out because there's a hundred people attacking his car. Totally justifiable. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah, that yeah. somebody got run over. That's, yeah. a, that's not his problem. That's not his fault. But unfortunately, yeah. he's probably going to get yeah. prosecuted. And why would you prosecute the guy who was in the road in his car doing what the road in the car guy should be doing, not the 
people out protesting, and I don't care what the protest was for. Right. I don't care if you're protesting Greenpeace. I don't care if you're protesting the government. I don't care care if you're pro or anti-Palestine. I don't care. Right. If you're in the street, you get rolled over, right? Yep. I, I, okay, so one time I was in Germany, and I was at a rock, indoor rock climbing place, right? I might have told you the story. Maybe. And, <laughs> and at this indoor rock climbing place, they had a full bar, just a full bar. Wow. Right? I thought, and I, I, I know I told you the story, and no pads on the ground. So you'd wear, you know, you'd, you'd tie yourself in with a rope, but sometimes you still hit the ground a little bit, right? You know, if you, your first couple moves, you kind of fail, you kind of land on the ground. And the person I was with, I said, wow, that, that seems really dangerous. I mean, don't they get sued? And they said, that's not how it works in Germany. If you fall and break your leg in Germany at a store, you fell and broke your leg at the store. Really? Right? That's, that's how it works. Okay. If you have 10 drinks and fall to your death from this rock climbing place because you're drunk and you didn't tie yourself in, it's not the rock climbing place's fault. It's your fault. So right? you, I'm assuming you're signing liabilities and waivers. And, or you don't have to sign waivers. Really? You, you can't sue them, right? It's you were the one that, it's personal accountability. You're the one that took the inherent You're risk. the one who did it. Wow. So, and I think until we get that, hey, if you protest in the middle of the road and someone drives by and they mow you over, congratulations. You just got mowed over. I'm sorry. You're wow. not supposed to be in the middle of the road. I don't, that sounds cruel, but I don't know what we're going to do about it. I don't know why, why, why does one person think that they can just go ahead and do that? Why do they think that they can, um, you know, it could be someone trying to get to work, trying to, um, just relaxing, just driving, doing whatever. Why, why does one group think it's okay to block them from going about their business? Cause not only does the person who's protesting have the right to protest, but the person who's driving down the road has a right to drive down the road. Speaking of that, and I had no plan and no intention um, of going this route. But it's breaking that, um, and you can help me with this because I'm so out of touch with what high school kids and teenagers, and you're mm-hmm. right smack dab in the middle of, of that. But apparently there were planned school walkouts across the Twin Cities today, which mm-hmm. I was unaware of until sure. just now, in support of Palestine. Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading this out loud. But uh, they're, uh, we're being told that several students have walked out at Edina High School. There's also one at U of M working to confirm on other schools participating. Uh, are these kids... That, okay, let me let me mm. stop before I continue. Did you happen to hear our interview last Friday with the rabbi? I, I heard it was fantastic. I haven't listened to it yet. It was... And Unbelievable. Again, he has... Obviously, he he's gonna be and bias is too strong. He's gonna have his own certain worldviews because gonna of be his upbringing in, in against the people that just randomly murdered right. thirteen hundred of his people with their bare hands. But yeah. he's also he, he but but all of that aside, yeah. his information was so freaking mm. good. And yeah. I, and I told Joe, I spoke to him on the phone in my kitchen mm. a week ago yesterday. Um, because I had sent an email through his website explaining who we were. Sure. We'd love to have him on because yeah. we, Joe had we, read we one of his talk about one this. of his pieces yeah. Yeah. on the show. And in the the fifteen minute brief summation that in that he gave to me mm-hmm. on the phone, I said, "Oh my God, he's going to be incredible." Yeah. And so we had him on on Friday, and it, it was eye opening, terrifying, unbelievably informative, all all at the same time. First of all, Joe doesn't keep a guest for the entire show mm-hmm. unless that guest is really, really, really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so that enough should tell you that, okay, this is this guy's gonna be good. Joe kept him on for damn near the sure. whole show. But if you were to listen to that and and play it for somebody that may have been on the fence about who who I should support or, or what avenue mm-hmm. I should go down, and then you hear about 
freaking high school Edina kids high school in Edina, kids. Minnesota yeah, walking yeah. out in support of Palestine. You'd mm-hmm. say, come here for a second. Mm-hmm. C- come, come here. Come here. Come, come, come sit down. I want you to listen to this interview with this rabbi. Here's the history of 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 the of, of the fighting mm-hmm. between these two. <laughs> yep. And, and you're still going to go support sure. support them, right? That that's mm-hmm. your plan. Yeah. Mike, are these kids that stupid? Yeah. Are, are no. they? I mean, I, I, yeah. Kids are. Um, are they what, influenced? What you, they're influenced. But what I really think you need to say is, oh, you're fighting for Palestine. Oh, so you want all Jews to be dead? Oh, wait, you know, get them on record saying, right? You okay? Are you saying you want all Jews to be dead? Well, I want people of well, you know, Hamas. It, it wants all Jews to be dead, right? That's just that's their mission. That, that's their mission. They don't. They're not. We should just believe them. That's what they're saying. They just say, oh, and by the way, they want Americans to be dead too. That's just what they're saying. It's it's just clear as that. I I, I really appreciate the rabbi going backwards in the in in back in history, explaining what really happened. Right. I think more people need to understand that. But if you just take this down, out of politics, out of religion, out of anything. One group did something to a different group. If you just take it to that, I'm not going to be on the side of the group that cuts the hands and the genitals off of children. Right. And then I'm just not going to be. Into, yeah, I'm probably not going to pick that road. Yeah, I'm not going to pick that side ever. I'm not going to pick a side that says we want to murder somebody, videotape them with their cell phone, and then post it on that person's uh, uh, Facebook page the person who was murdered on the Facebook page, I'm just not going to be on their side. I just, I don't care what they're fighting for. Even if they were, let's say, pretend they were on my side. I just, you know, politically they were on my side or, or whatever it was. Religion, religiously they were on my side. I just couldn't be on that side. I just right? don't understand how at so many different points we get to this place. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. just, how, did, how the hell did we get there? They took 200 journalists and they showed them, the Israelis showed them um, un- uh, edited videos of what happened and the journalists were crying, begging to stop watching. Yeah. Right. And they said, you have to watch. No, you're the you, ones you, that want to, you have to watch, right. You have to spread what, the, what happened here. Right. Yeah. And when, when you look at uh, places like the New York times, and I don't know anything about the New York times, but when they, when they had to apologize, cause they said, wow, we, we just really took what Hamas said, a, a terrorist organization said about the bombing of this hospital. Yeah. We just accepted what they said. You know, Israelis bomb a hospital, kill 500 people. And the New York times posted that. And then it comes out a, uh, 24 hours or 48 hours later that none of that, you know, none of that was true, right? None of it happened in that manner. And the New York Times should have to say, wait, what have we done? What have we done? We've started protests because that, that, you know, uh, Rashida Tlaib put that up and still has that tweet up still today. It's like, well, isn't somebody going to call her and say, hey, that's not how that happened. That tweet should maybe come down. And maybe you should apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry, uh, you didn't do that, right? I accused you of murdering 500 innocent people and you didn't You didn't actually do it. I, I'm sorry about that. But it's just, it, it stems from so much that, that and again, I know that, a lot of this comes from social media, which you got to take with a grain of salt because I'm around a lot of great kids. You know, yep, my, my, yep. My, my sons have good friends and I see so many great kids doing mm. cool things. And so I still have a lot of hope for that future. But then you see so many other uh, examples of, for instance, I remember, was it just a day or two ago, there was this poor, fresh out of college graduate that was explaining how, oh, wait... So I have to get up at seven, yeah. 
Yeah. I have to, to five. I have to go to my job. I don't get home until six. Well, by the end of that, I'm so tired. I only just want to eat dinner and go to bed. Mm-hmm. To which I want to say, hi. Um, hi. Welcome to life. Yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what oh, it is. Oh, and by the way, you live in the most advanced country in the world because if you did that in a different, you would get up at sun break, sun, yep. sun up, yep. you'd work till sundown, you wouldn't even have food when you came home, nope. and oh, by the way, you'd be uh, pulling um, radium out of a mine so you could put it in a freaking cell phone for some guy who lives in Jersey. Yeah, that uh, that that bag of uh, grain or rice, Yeah, yeah. you got to split that with about 100 different people. Yep. Yeah. I and just, it, it, it's it, and I get that realization smacking people heavy. in the face. You know that that is very tough. That that poor young girl is going to have a hard time. But you know what right? it is? It, it's it's because this idea has been ingrained into their head about they. She, I guarantee that that person that I'm speaking of, and I'm just being very general here. Yeah, yeah. That person never had a job in high school, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't have understood that. Oh, and I'm. You know, I get often I get criticized at home because I'm trying to teach the value of no for a dollar. This is what it takes for you to sure. do, that's right? How, because I think it I yep. think it's yep. important that that is established early on in a in a kid's development. I just mm-hmm. I just do, yep. Yep. and so, but that person that I'm speaking of generically now never understood that. Oh, I don't just get to have a hundred dollars in my checking account that I get to go spend at the mall. Mm-hmm. No, because you didn't earn that. You didn't earn it. Yeah. When people give their kids. Um, money each week, right? At the Fredaloni household, we do commission. You either earn it, and they don't get anything per week, right? right? They either earn it by, and they don't have to be working every day, right? They have stuff, right? They, you have the mine, you have the, uh, yeah. the cobalt mine. Yeah, in we your have backyard. the cobalt mine. We make them go dig. <laughs> but you know, you you get commission. You don't. You're not. You're not um, entitled to anything, right? You don't. You don't. You're not allowed an allowance. You get commission. And, you know, I, the other day it was kind of funny. My uh, girls came out. We have all these hydrangeas at our house and we needed to get them ready for it. And I'm talking like a lot of hydrangeas. So it took them like two hours to deadhead these hydrangeas, get the old puffs, flowers off of them, right? Took a couple hours. They didn't complain. They didn't, you know, they just did it. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty good. They had some music playing. It was nice out, right? They just, they just considered every few minutes you'd see them kind of stand up and reach and touch the back. And I was like, <laughs> thank God. And what was I doing? Nothing. I wasn't doing anything to do with that, right? right. That's their job. They get to go do that. And so when I, I, I got done, I was kind of proud of them, right? They got done and I gave them each $20. And my youngest said, hey, I, I don't need $20. I, I, I get to be part of this. Wow. I, was, I said, that's great, you little martyr, right? I, I get it, right? I know why you're doing it because you really want $100. <laughs> but, you know, in, in all due respect to her, that was sweet. And they, they they took it, you know, but they were doing kind of above and beyond hard labor stuff for a couple hours, right? I'm going to give them the $20 to go out to lunch anyways. Right. I might as well tie it to something that they did of work, right? Do they get money for cleaning their room? Nope. Do they get to clean that's their the room? That's the expectation. That's the expectation. That's yep. part That's part of your rent of living here, yep. right? And, but, you know, they did some extra stuff. Could, you know, it, it. I, th- I could make an argument that they could just do it too, right? But it's okay to tie a little bit of effort to a little bit of money. So right? coming in twenty twenty four is the cobalt mine. Yes, I did. I went to <laughs> Starbucks. I'm going to throw this out to Starbucks. They don't advertise on our show, and and I went into a Starbucks yesterday because my youngest daughter loves Starbucks. We ordered three things. It was nineteen dollars and forty cents. They they asked what I wanted to tip or something like. I they had a tip option there, and I, I looked around and I said, "That's it. I'm never doing this again." I hope, sweet Harper, you enjoy your whatever you ordered <laughs> because I'm never paying 19 bucks again for th- and and the person at the front counter just happened to be a surly worker. Not surly the brewery, right. surly as in she said name Attitude. and I said I- I'm sorry and she goes name and I said are you asking me for my name? 
She goes, yes. And I said, oh, you would maybe say, can I have your name right. for your order? Right. Instead of name, name, and and for my daughter's like bright red, mortified. right? Mortified. And yep. I said, honey, I don't give two craps if you're mortified by this. You think I'm going to have this person who's asking for a tip on a $19 bill for two crappy cups of coffee and a muffin? Do you think I care what this person thinks? Right. That this arrogant little turd of a worker. <laughs> and I, you know, I work in retail. I'm, I, I'm the most humble of retail workers. If someone was like that in your store, you would have had an issue. Yeah. If, if someone worked for Fratelloni's like that, they would be gone. If they said name, you know, we, we would, we we're here to serve, right? This person right. did, didn't have a, a ounce of service in their body. Right. They right. just worked at Starbucks. And I thought, what is the world coming to yep. that? I can see how other cultures look at us and say, they just spent $19 on three things at Starbucks. That's what we made in 16 days of work in Mexico, right? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be really, really hard yeah. for other people to look at that and say what somebody really has. And 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 I'm going to try to make my kids, this is a lesson in kids, I'm going to try to make them look at that and say, I'll drop dead before I'd spend 19 bucks at a Starbucks again. Because they just, all they want to do is go to Starbucks every day. That 20 bucks I gave them for working two hours, that was probably gone at a Starbucks and Two minutes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Michael, thank you for the history lesson. Reavers, I miss this so much, and you are the best. <laughs> Please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.